Amen. Thank you, preacher. Amen. All right, let's open our Bibles, please. 1 John chapter number 5. 1 John chapter 5. We sure do appreciate all those that have invested in our daughter Hannah. And uh, we sure love her. It's an opportunity. We had spring break in our day school and college there at Tabernacle in Greenville and had an opportunity to come this way and spend a week with Hannah. And we have had such a good time. I tell you what, Texas has the corner on good eating establishments. That is for sure. We have been to a number of different places from uh, Rosa's, I think that's Capital City's Sunday night hangout. And uh, we have been there. We've been to Rudy's Barbecue. We plan a visit to Papacitas. And oh my, we have a lot of good eating in Texas. And uh, it's also good to visit with Hannah, may I say that. <laughs> Just coming to eat. But uh, we've had a great trip and a great time. Appreciate Pastor Thompson, his kindness and giving us the opportunity to say a few words tonight and preach to you. And I hope the message tonight will uh, burn deep in your heart. I pray it'll be something that'll challenge you, be a blessing to you uh, during these uh, moments that we have together. Let's, let's look at 1 John chapter number 5. And I just want to read a few verses. Verse number 7 and verse number 8. Very common portion of Scripture, 1 John chapter 5 and verse number 7. The Bible says... For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. How many have heard that thousands of times in your life? You've heard 1 John 5, 7, and we believe it. Somebody say amen. Amen. We believe that God is three in one. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. Now verse 8. And there are three that bear witness in earth. The Spirit, and the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one. I want to preach tonight, and this possibly goes along with the theme that you've had recently on a revival. I want to preach on the ministry of the Holy Ghost. The ministry of the Holy Ghost. Let's pray before the message. Father, we love you. Thank you again for this privilege to give out the Word of God. We pray it would be a help to hearts that are listening tonight. Lord, may you challenge us. May you change us. May you help us as we look at the Bible. Lord, I know uh, uh, there are things in our lives, Lord, that you... Lord, want to put your direction on, your finger upon, Lord, in our lives. I pray tonight that you would do such, Lord, in in these that are listening. Lord, I pray you'd help us. We ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen. What I want to give you tonight from the Bible is something that over 30-some years of being in the ministry... I'll be honest with you, it never jumped off the page at me as it has since I've uh, preached along this line and noticed this out of verse number 7 and 8 in 1 John chapter 5. Uh, This is nothing new, but maybe new to your ears or new to your thinking 
And it surely was to mine a very common verse, but something that I had never uh, really processed in my mind over many, many years of, of preaching the Bible. And I want to give this to you tonight in verse 7 as we look at it. There are three that bear record in heaven. Do you see the term heaven used there? And there are three heavenly titles given of God. The Holy Trinity, the Father, that's a heavenly title. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. That's a heavenly title of the Lord. Now we have the second title, the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word, verse 14 of John 1, was made flesh and dwelt among us. That's a heavenly title of the Son of God, the Word. The Word, heavenly title, was made flesh and dwelt among us. Now as I look at the third title the third person of the Godhead, and the Holy Ghost. You know, we've allowed other religious groups to maybe make us shy away from the use of the term Holy Ghost, but it's a title God gave, amen, to the third person of the Godhead. So we shy not away from the Holy Ghost, amen. We still believe in the doctrine of the Holy Ghost as named as such, in verse number 7, another heavenly title, these three are one. And it's distinguished from verse 8, and there are three that bear witness in earth. The Spirit and the water and the blood, and these three agree in one. Brother Thompson, I don't know if you've ever been listening to somebody else preach and the Lord start giving you some thoughts maybe for a future message and you kind of get distracted from the preacher as he's preaching, you go to start writing notes down. And Have you ever done that before? I've, uh, I did that when I was hearing someone else preach with this thought, what I'm going to give you tonight. Because I noticed in verse number 8, a reference to the earth in verse 8, and the title, the Spirit, and the water and the blood. Well, the Holy Spirit and the Holy Ghost are all one and the same, the third person of the Godhead. And I thought, well, that's interesting that the Spirit's mentioned again after being the Holy Ghost being mentioned in verse number 7. And it really popped off the page that the Spirit of God is the witness in the earth. There are many connections horizontally with how the the third person of the Godhead in the form of the Spirit of God is working on this earth. You have that we're baptized into the body of Christ by the Spirit of God in relation the Spirit of God working in the church right now in our lives. And we walk by faith, amen. We're not walking by sight. We're walking in the Spirit. So we'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's working in our lives here on this earth and in a horizontal, we think of the fruit of the Spirit. That's on this earth and God working in our lives and uh, that being in a horizontal fashion. But I looked at verse number 7 and it was a reference to the Holy Ghost and that, and I'm not trying to be semantical here, trying to 
uh, split hairs on these terms. I'm just showing you what I noticed in the Bible, that the Holy Ghost is a heavenly distinction and a heavenly title of the third person of the Godhead. And it says such in verse 7, there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. Boy, God just began to open up verses in the Bible to me where the term Holy Ghost is used in the Bible. And I want to show you a little bit tonight of how God is working from heaven. Let's turn to Matthew chapter number 1 in the scripture. Matthew chapter number 1. And listen, the first part of this message will have a little bit of a doctrinal tone to it. But uh, hang in there with me. Amen? And I want to show you what God showed me through the Bible. Amen? We're not trying to preach some new doctrine. I'm just trying to preach what, what I saw in the Bible. Amen? Matthew chapter number 1, Matthew chapter number 1, you say, well, I've always used Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit interchangeably, and I have too, and I'm not saying that's wrong. It's all the same third person of the Godhead. There's a lot of other titles, the Comfort, the Spirit of Truth, and there's other titles of the third person of the Godhead. But I want you to see specifically tonight where the Holy Ghost is used, the ministry of the Holy Ghost. Look at Matthew chapter number 1, verse number 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. What a miracle God worked in the life of Mary when she is a chosen vessel of God, listen, heaven came down to an empty womb. Conception of the very Son of God. We see the Holy Ghost conceived that which was in Mary. The Bible says she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. That body that was prepared, Luke chapter number 1, will call that body a holy thing. Listen, the miracle birth of our Savior, the virgin birth of the Lord Jesus Christ was the Holy Ghost doing a heavenly work when He came down from heaven, amen. And that which was born of Mary was of the Holy Ghost of God. That was a heavenly work. Amen. You see that in the Bible? Let's turn to 1 Peter chapter number 1. 1 Peter chapter number 1. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse number 10. First Peter chapter number 1 verse number 10. Of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you. Searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, which was in them, did signify, when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow, unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us they did minister the things 
which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost. Now here it is in the Bible. I didn't make this up. With the Holy Ghost sent down from where? From heaven. Which things the angels desire to look into. Holy men of God. As 2 Peter chapter number 1 will tell us, and I'd like for you to turn there, 2 Peter chapter number 1. The Bible says in verse number 19, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. Whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Not only did heaven come down, amen, uh, to that empty womb and we see conception through the ministry of the Holy Ghost, heaven came down, amen, to earthen vessels and through that, We have the canonization of the Scripture. God gave us a book, amen, the Bible, a work God did from heaven, amen. How many of you are glad you have a Bible tonight, amen? That's a work of God from heaven in the person of the Holy Ghost of God. Heaven came down, amen, and gave us a Bible. That's the Holy Ghost, amen. Amen. Now let's look at something else. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. It's good to hear those pages turning. I call that Bible exercise. Amen. Hearing those pages flip. That's a blessing. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 15. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the what? Holy Ghost which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. For you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. I tell you, another work the Holy Ghost does is when you receive Christ as your Savior, heaven comes down, amen, in the person of the Holy Ghost to enter or indwell believers when you receive Christ. That's a work, we call that conversion, amen. That's when God comes down from heaven to live inside of you and I. That's a work of God from heaven. That's a work of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Listen, God's doing work on this earth and God does things outwardly and and, uh, God's doing things horizontally uh, through the Spirit of God. But listen, there's things all throughout the Scripture where God does a work from heaven. 
And that's a work of the Holy Ghost of God. Now, I want, I want you to turn tonight to Acts chapter number 1. I'm going to give you some practical things here tonight about the Holy Ghost. Amen. We don't need to preach the whole message on doctrine. Some of you might choke to death. Amen. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But there are some practical things God can help us with. And I hope God just snuggles in here real good in your heart tonight and lets you see some things God's doing from heaven through the ministry of the Holy Ghost of God. Look at Acts chapter number 1, verse number 8. Acts chapter 1, verse number 8. Before we read that, I want you to search your own heart. Do you want God to do something special from heaven through your life? Do you want God to come down and do a work that only He can do? That's the ministry of the Holy Ghost. People try to imitate and replicate and try to do things in their own energy and their own power. But there are some things that only God can do. You know, I, I believe in training and teaching and there's how-tos and, and you know it as far as ministry. Listen, there's all kinds of training programs and things that you can have. But there is no substitute. Listen to me tonight. There is no substitute for the Holy Ghost of God doing a work from heaven in your life and in your heart. There's no replacement for that. You can have it all figured out. And if God doesn't do the work, then it's all in vain. Are you listening to me? I'm talking about God working, God doing the work. God doing something from heaven. Now look at it in Acts chapter number 1, verse number 8, very familiar verse. But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the word. What happened in Acts chapter number 1? Heaven came down to empower witnesses. This is the Great Commission. As witnesses go forth to tell others about Jesus Christ, how are they doing it when the Holy Ghost of God came down? Amen. And worked through them. I tell you what, before you go out door knocking, before you go out and outreach and try to tell somebody else about Jesus, you need to spend some time saturating what you're doing, amen, getting alone with the Holy Ghost of God. Because without God, our efforts are futile. Without God, our efforts are, are in vain, amen. They will be powerless. We need God to empower us from heaven, amen, through the power of the Holy Ghost of God. To be witnesses for Him. Turn to Acts chapter number 13. This is... Not to be overlooked, I want us to see it in the Bible, Acts chapter number 13. Verse number 2, we see these that are named in the church, and the Bible says in verse number 2, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, 
The Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I, the Holy Ghost, have called them. When they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they, the church, sent them away. Verse 4, So they, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed unto solution then beyond. These preachers of the gospel, Barnabas and Saul, went forth in the power of the Holy Ghost of God with His direction, His calling, His leadership, amen, His power. They went forth to be witnesses. Acts chapter number 4, those during the days of the early church, Acts chapter 4, verse number 31, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. How did they do that? They did it in the power of the Holy Ghost of God. That made the difference. That, amen, turned the world upside down. That is what helped them. That is what empowered them was the Holy Ghost of God. I've been trying to admonish the folks at Tabernacle Baptist Church in Greenville. Listen, if we ever need to be on our face and on our knees and before God, it's now, amen. We need God's power. We need God's direction. We need God's help, amen. And that only comes from the Holy Ghost of God in heaven as heaven comes down to empower us as His believers. John chapter number 14, let's look at something else. Amen. John chapter number 14. Amen. John chapter number 14. The Bible says this. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, there's another title of the Holy Ghost, which is the Holy Ghost, the verse says, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. In John chapter number 14, heaven came down to encourage hearts That's divine consolation. As the Holy Ghost gives comfort and peace to the heart. Verse 26, the comforter. How many of you you have ever been through a situation where nobody, even a close relative, didn't seem to have the right things to say? That the weight of grief or the weight of sorrow, the weight of trouble in your life was just too great that it seemed like no one, even those that were very close to you, couldn't quite penetrate. But God, through the person of the Holy Ghost, amen, could wrap His big arms of mercy and grace around you and give you what you need. I worked for several years when I pastored in Virginia as a chaplain for the Russell County Sheriff's Department. And they would call me sometimes wee hours of the morning to respond to an awful scene that 
to be there for the families when the officers were working that scene or whatever had happened. And I'm telling you, I met some people at the lowest of low when they had lost a loved one or some tragedy had happened in their life and they were many times all to pieces. And oftentimes the best approach, pastor, is just to sit and listen. Just to be an ear, to listen to people in their grief. But there were many times that I would let them know from the depths of my heart, I'm sorry about what's happened. And I would say, listen, I may not know exactly what you need, but I know a great big God that can help you right now if you'll let him. And I would pray with those people. And I'm glad there was a sore saved man from heaven, the Holy Ghost, that could bring comfort when nothing else would help. Look at the next verse in verse 27, John chapter 14, verse 27. The Bible says this, peace I leave with you. He was just talking about leaving the comforter, the Holy, Holy Ghost in verse 26. Amen. He shall teach you all things. That same comforter, that same Holy Ghost, verse 27, not only represents peace, he is peace. Amen. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. I'm telling you when nothing else will work. On this side of heaven. There's amen help from heaven called the Holy Ghost. That can comfort troubled hearts. I'm glad for the ministry of the Holy Ghost of God personally to us. You know, a lot of people try to run to every other source than to run into God when they have trouble in their life. I'm telling you, there's no place like the, the Holy Ghost to bring comfort, bring peace in time of trouble. Some of you right now may be spinning in your world. Things are out of control i tell you where you can run to. You can run to God, amen, to this old-fashioned altar and pray and ask God, God, can you help me, amen? And the sweet Holy Ghost of God can wrap his arms around you and bring comfort to your heart. I'm glad for that. I'm glad for that. Let's look at another one tonight before we're finished. Actually, a couple of things. Let's turn to Jude, verse number 20. The book of Jude. Jude, verse number 20. The Bible says this, Jude, verse number 20. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, Praying in the Holy Ghost. You know what true prayer is? It's a connection with God in heaven. When we pray, we're not praying as the Pharisees did, the hypocrites of the New Testament that Jesus often exposed. Our praying is not to be seen of men. 
How many times have you heard someone pray publicly and think, are they talking to us or are they talking to God? Real praying is talking to the Lord. Praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, that's not a horizontal prayer for the ears of other people to hear what I'm saying. That's getting into the throne room of God. Amen. That's touching heaven. And that connection with heaven is through the person of the Holy Ghost. As we make not only a horizontal prayer that others may hear, but we're, we're touching heaven. I think that's why there's such an emphasis in the Bible in that private place of prayer in the closet, amen, where it's just you and God, amen. There's a connection where heaven comes down, amen, and you talk with God through the Holy Ghost, praying in the Holy Ghost. That's a heavenly connection, amen. That's a heavenly connection. There's one other I want to show you. Uh, has to do with the Holy Ghost. One other reference in the Bible. Let's turn, please, to uh, the book of 1 Thessalonians, chapter number 1. 1 Thessalonians, chapter number 1. If we want revival, I'm saying we as God's people, like Nehemiah, he had a heart of contrition and sorriness for the sin of the people and his own sin. He came clean with God. If you want revival, listen, your Christianity needs to be above a life of show to impress somebody else. You need to get alone with God. You need to spend time with God. I tell you what, if everybody in this auditorium concentrated on what their relationship was with between you and God. It'd make a difference. It'd make a difference. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, the Bible says in verse number 6, 1 Thessalonians 1, verse number 6, And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction, with joy of the Holy Ghost. That's joy that only comes from heaven. Heaven came down, amen, excited the heart of those believers, that celebration, that's enjoying God from the inside out. You know why some people get bitter and some people get angry? And some people have deep, settled roots in their heart. It's because the true joy of God's not shining forth. Happenings may produce happiness or the lack thereof. But true joy comes from God in heaven. The ministry of the Holy Ghost, the joy of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Somewhere along the line, if you're leaning on others to make you happy, you're going to get let down somewhere, sometime. If you're leaning on having stuff to make you happy, that one day may run out. But true joy comes from God. 
That's the work of the Holy Ghost. And if you get plugged in real good with the Lord in your heart, that joy will flow from the inside out even when everything else is going wrong. How can a saint of God that's dying of cancer possibly on their deathbed have a smile and be praising God? That's because joy didn't come from their circumstance. Joy comes from the Holy Ghost of God. It comes from God. Everything in your world may be turned upside down. Your world may be falling apart. They can still be joyful because joy comes from God above. Amen. God working in our hearts. Amen. What's my admonition to you tonight? My admonition tonight is to get plugged in with the Lord where true joy, where true um, service and everything issues forth from is the ministry of the Holy Ghost of God God working from heaven. God doing a work on this earth. God doing something miraculous on this earth in our lives. That's the ministry of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let's bow our heads, please, for prayer. Father, we love you. Thank you for the privilege to give out the word of God tonight.